Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, beautiful people. It's Renee Blewett, and I am your host for the She Did That podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite women founders are building these beautiful brands and legacies? Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, already on your journey, or just someone who wants to learn from the best to ever do it, this is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll introduce you to powerhouse entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators who are carving their own paths with love, resilience, and bold ambitions. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Happy New Year, Aditya. Happy New Year, Anish. I would say you're like fam. You're my ace pitcher. We like to record this podcast in real time. But the schedule is such that now we're actually... It's December 30th today. A lot has happened. And we were thinking we're just going to have our New Year's pod. It's going to be great. But a lot has happened in the past week. And you have been kind enough to be open enough to share your story today because I think it's very relatable and we like to share everything, right? This is what the pod is for. It's kind of a therapy for me and you also. It's very therapeutic and it's good to have, just to know other people are listening and having both their support and also being able to help them. So, you know, people helping people. Absolutely. I love that. That's really the goal of this pod is to just be relatable and to let the listeners know they're not alone. Like we have the same problems and the same issues that everyone else has. So what just happened? So, I mean, last everyone heard and knew I was in a relationship and it was going very well. It was about four months long and it eventually ended. 
And it was actually kind of a mutual ending. I didn't want it to end. Things were going, there were a lot of good things, a lot of commonalities, but there was also a lot of stuff that we can talk about later that didn't work. And it's weird for me because most of the time when I have a breakup, I feel maybe a little guilty because I ended it or, you know, I was forced into ending it or the other person ended it. And I kind of hate them. But this is a situation where I still care about the person. She's always going to be in my life as like a friend or, you know, I'm friends with her family and her siblings and I don't wish her any ill will. Uh, I'm sure she'll be listening to this. And we are still on pretty good terms, but it doesn't change the fact that there's a lot of pain uh, from going to, from a full-on relationship to being single again. Yeah, definitely. I know the pain and it's, a horrible feeling, especially this time of year. You're in New York. It's cold. It's dark most of the time. Today's December 30th. This breakup happened right before Christmas. Well, and it was, now- it's, it's cold. It's all the stuff you mentioned. Plus now you have like Omicron and everything's, you know, Christmas was basically canceled in the city. Now New Year's is being, is about to be canceled. By the time you all hear this, you'll probably hear that New Year's was kind of not that great. And it's kind of like the last year, the way I feel is like a year has passed and we're kind of in the same spot. I'm in the same spot in my relationship and in terms of like what to look forward to, you know, I was a little more hopeful this time last year. And now I'm just, I'm not. And you're being very open. You're feeling emo. I'm feeling emo with you through this because I had high hopes for this relationship the same way you did because I would say me and you, the reason we get along so well is because we're kind of cut from the same cloth. We have the same values. And yes, we say TMTS, but the reason this particular TMTS relationship happened was because you were family friends, which makes this so much more difficult. Yeah, it's it's tough because like her brother and I are very good friends and we talk all the time and we're like thinking about doing some business stuff together. And, you know, uh, her parents and my parents have known each other a long time and it's one of those things where I would never go so fast in a relationship of taking someone to a wedding or introducing to parents and Diwali and stuff like that. But I kind of had to out of respect for, you know, the, the family friends. Like I wouldn't ever want to, you know, just casually date or date her alongside a few other people. I had to go quickly and talk about, you know, move fast feelings wise as well. It's just the way you have to do things. I'm a very old fashioned person when there's, you know, through friend, through family, you have to act a different way. If it's someone on the dating apps, date, honestly, I've said this a million times, date three to four people, no shame at all, because everyone's yes. a stranger and they're doing the same thing to you. And you said you took her to a wedding, you brought her home, you met the family, you had dinners together. This is all going back to now dating timelines. We briefly talked about this with Lindsay when she was on from We Met at Acme. We're going to talk about it again because I don't think people understand you need a dating timeline. There needs to be deadlines and a course of action. I think like there's timelines with like just initially getting to know each other. There's like a physical, you know, physical as well. There's a timeline for that. And more importantly, there's like a timeline for when do you want to get serious, meet the parents, and then ultimately the engagement slash marriage timeline. I think that was one of the things that didn't work for us. I think she, to her credit, made it work and did try her best. 
But I don't think ultimately she and I were in the same place. You know, even though the, the age might have been right, the family was right. Not everyone wants the same thing. They may think they do. They may say, oh, you're amazing and this and that. But like I'm, I've known for a long time that I would want to find, you know, I wouldn't want to date someone for longer than six, 12 months without, you know, at least having some kind of a commitment or a move, moving together. Like I'm in my mid thirties now. I'm not just going to like casually monogamously date one person for you. You know, we have friends that do that, but that's, that's not my style. Same. And there needs to be an end game. Like we are dating to marry. And I was clear on day one. And I feel like you did all the right things. You told this person that this is what you're looking for. Ultimately, timing is everything. Mm -hmm. Going back to timelines, personally, what I've done, which I'm going to share a lot more about what I'm going through and my relationship in the solo pod that's coming up in January as well. But for me, I was very hesitant to share about my life, my parents, my friends with the person I'm dating because I was in such a long-term relationship and I saw how that devastated everyone around me because, you know, at the end, you marry the family, you even marry the friends and then the people around you end up loving that person. And when there's a breakup, it's awful for everybody, not just you. It's awful. It's like a divorce for everybody. And it's a lot. Yeah. Like right yeah. now, I'm still dealing and reeling from your breakup because I really liked your partner at the time as well. Yeah, I think even her siblings are a little upset about it because they're like, you guys were such a good fit together and you know, you made each other happy. And I know the moms are upset. And even my friends, like I was hanging out with them and they were like, We really liked her for you, and like you've never been happier and you know, you guys just like had a really good chemistry. Um, but I think ultimately like people show what they want to show on Instagram or whatever. And like no one actually knows the truth, which is like there was stuff that wasn't working out and we both did our best to make it work. Um, and ultimately it comes down to what you said, timing, but also like fit and compatibility, right? And you can, yes, it, it comes down to A, are you compatible? Or B, if you're not, are you willing to, you know, come together to a happy medium? And meet and yes. meet halfway. Yeah, and meet halfway for sure. What is the ideal timeline? I think depending on your age, every relationship is different. But for me, I feel like once you have a commitment and you're looking for marriage, then you should know more or less in six months, mm -hmm. okay, maybe I could marry this person. And then you need to live together before yes. you get married, I think. And then, you know, it's, when do you actually propose and all that stuff? I think in your mid-30s, for me in particular, because I do have a biological clock ticking, unfortunately, I have a year for a timeline for marriage. You know, whoever I date, unless you want to get married, don't call me. Don't date me. I also just think that, like you said, age is so important. Like, you know, I'm 34, so I have a different time. You know, I thought 34 and 29 was pretty aligned. But not all twenty late twenties are the same, right? It's more of a gamble. Whereas if I, I've always been saying, like, I don't think I would date someone under the age of thirty, right? Or at least maybe for closing in on thirty, because after thirty, especially with girls, it's a completely different mindset. And I just think you're having totally different conversations, and you're more on the same timeline, which, like you said, I think means like you date. You know, if you're dating, I think it's exclusive. If you're exclusively dating for like six months, then there needs to be like. Uh, serious discussion. I think we were headed to that and she must have known, you know, that we were at four months. We weren't really, 
you know, progressing. You know, my sister always says if a relationship isn't growing, it's dying, right? And we grew, we grew as far as we could and did as much as we could together and made whatever concessions we could. And then eventually, like, it wasn't, we weren't ready. We weren't, we weren't going to make the next step. So. Yes. Like when you say keywords like marriage or home or honeymoon and the person, you know, doesn't react in the same manner as you do, then you know you're probably not aligned. Right. And that's fine. Then you can honestly just go back to just being FFNs, you know, date for a, a little bit and then depart on good terms. But I think what's what sucked is, I don't know if she knew what she wanted. She just was very focused on the fact that we were compatible in terms of our families and, you know, yes. we got along very well. And, and I think we both overlooked a lot of differences that we had with each other. I've said this before and I said it to you this morning. You may love someone but it doesn't mean they're the right person for you because compatibility is critical. We've said this in the pod with Hot Friend Sheets, HFS, compatibility, chemistry, connection. And I know there's two more, but like (laughs) if you don't have the compatibility, you think you might have it because everyone's on their best behavior in the beginning. Mm. And then, you know, behaviors start coming out. And, you know, for example... The introvert-extrovert dynamic, right? That's a lot of people in the beginning want to go out with each other and have a good time. But then slowly, once you start chipping away, you might see that, wait, this person is a homebody and I'm not. Or I have a big social life. That kind of happened with me where, you know, I'm a very energetic extrovert person. And at the beginning, because of the fact we were dating, because it was new, um, I think she had a lot more energy. It was summer, you know, and she was, you know, she hadn't started her job yet. So she was just down for stuff and didn't really tell me that. I know, I think I knew she was a little quieter, but I was like, oh, at least she enjoys, you know, once in a while, once a week doing stuff with me and my friends and going out. And I guess a big part of it is like the calendar, you know, everyone wants to go out when it's like, you know, bright at 8.30 p.m. Um, but then I think as it got a little bit colder, a little bit darker, you know, her job was a little more demanding, you know, the energy levels went down and, you know, I did try to make it work. And I was like, look, we can just cut down big time. We can do things a little bit less, you know, we'll, we'll just, um, you know, we're happy to hibernate. But I think ultimately if you're a super introvert or a homebody, like that's either something that you're not, you're never going to change and you should find someone like you, or you should be like, look, I'm willing to go halfway. Yeah. I can tell you, you know. I'm dating someone who I think is an extrovert, but is never available. So I've come to that happy medium where, okay, you're not always going to be there, but you're okay with me living my social life Mm -hmm. because I am a social butterfly at the end of the day, just like you are. We love going out. We love hanging out with our friends and our friends are a big priority in our lives. Right. But I think to have your own friends and they have their own life is fine, but you also so do need to like come together, especially after a certain point, because, you know, if you are making a family or a home or whatever it is, you guys need to be able to like, you know, meet her, you know, meet the other person's friends, meet your own friends. Like, yes. like, you know, it doesn't have to always be like a concert or raging at a bar. It could be like a small dinner party. Right. I, right. I'm, I'm an extrovert. For me, that's, that's my happy medium is, okay, I'll stop going to the club. I'll just do these like board game nights and, you know, group dinners like that for me is a chill Friday night. But it has to be equal give and take. Like, how often are you going 
you know, to the club versus playing the board games. Like at some point there needs to be a balance, right? right? Because I feel like a lot of the times me and you, hashtag Simp Nation, we tend to please the other yeah. person yeah. Mm-hmm. and not really get what we want out of things. And so for me, I knew, which I'll get into, you know, my boyfriend was serious about me because he asked me to move in with him. And so that kind of was a game changer for me mm-hmm. because okay, this person's not always available, but they want me around them so that when they are home, I'm there. And now in your case, it's like, if you're not hanging out with your friends because you're playing board games all the time, then that's not going to work long term. No, but the board game thing is fine. That's a way to hang out. You know, my friend's a little older, so I'm saying it's something we can all do. But if it's yes. one of those things where you only, you know, it became like, do you want to hang out with my friends? Do you want to hang out with my friends in a, in a chill situation? Do you just want to hang out with me or do you just want alone time, right? It's like, I think it comes down to matching. You've said this before, matching the other person's energy. Um, and for me, it's I, I think she was able to match my energy early on. And then eventually it just kind of went off the rails. And I was willing to make it work. But I think there was just, it's what I like to call, it's not just the introvert, extrovert. It's I, I like to call it dogs and cats. Like yes. cats in general, doesn't, doesn't have to be an introvert guy, girl. It's like a cat likes when they come to you but when you go to them they'll be like annoyed whereas i'm a dog and i will come to you and you can come to me and i'm happy either way same you know like i know my boyfriend definitely likes his space and i like my space too but i noticed i'm a dog when it comes to people in my life who are important to me because i don't have that many people that are that important to me so for example our pod squad you guys are like my family, my actual family, my boyfriend. These are all people that I am a dog with because they provide value. Right. I want to give them the time and I want to work around their schedules and make them happy. But now if you're in a relationship and someone doesn't want to see you at least twice a week, then I think that's a red flag. But then again, every relationship is different what is a red flag? What is a green flag? It's different for <laughs> right. everybody. And it's also everyone has different communication styles. For me, it's like if we're not meeting, we should at least be texting, you know? And there are times where I've been, you know, oh, I didn't realize, you know, what does it mean to give someone space? I thought it meant physical space. Sometimes it means give all kinds of spaces and don't text me. But then I've also been told, okay, why, why are you freezing me, icing me out? And I'm just like, well, which one is it then? You know, I, and it's, it's, that's, those are the things you have to balance. And that's actually more important in the long distance, right? Where, you know, you're, yes. you're an expert on that is, you know, when do you do a phone call? When do you text? Like, yeah. Like for example, this just happened, you know, I'm now living with my boyfriend, which I will get into in the solo pod later in the, in the month. I texted him, Hey babe, what's the Wi-Fi code? Because I didn't know, but we talked about this. I'm dating, a person that's very busy. So they're not going to be able to reply right away. And we discussed this in the Spiral podcast. A fair time frame is maybe eight hours, like you said. Yeah, the full full work day, unless they're on a flight or something. (laughs) But now if they're not talking to you for multiple days, I would say if they're not replying to you within eight hours, that's a problem. Yeah, I agree. 
And when you're in the talking stage, I think 24 hours is fair. But if you're already their significant other, Mm -hmm. if they're not responding to you or there's no dialogue in eight hours of a time frame, that's a problem. When you say eight hours, you mean eight hours of daylight. (laughs) I would hope so. Yeah. I hope you're not, you know, deciding to text at three in the morning. Right. So I just feel like it's, it's hard to, it's important to communicate all this stuff early in the relationship. And I, look, everyone has issues. Everyone has red flags. I'm like very open and I talk about my issues like in the first month. Probably TMTS on that. Same. We are, you know, an open book and diarrhea, verbal diarrhea and spewing garbage on day one. Yeah. So like I, feel like I was telling my boyfriend other everything. Other people's issues come up. You're like, dude, I told you all my stuff like super early. Like, why is this coming out now? You know? Yes. People need to be upfront from the beginning. And I did this with my boyfriend, 36 questions to find out, you know, if Mm -hmm. you can be compatible by Dr. Aaron. You can all Google it. That's A-R-O-N. But we've realized this. I've realized it the hard way. I was in a long relationship. I've been where you are now. And the pain is indescribable. And it's going to take a minute. But you now are well-equipped for the next relationship. See, you that's know easy now. for you to say. It's like, for me, I'm not even thinking about that. I don't know how I even have the motivation. Look, I'm sure I'll date, right? The app, Dits, the- I was single and celibate for five years. I okay, had well, trauma. That was, I never say anything about celibate. I did say those single. Because <laughs> uh, the apps are there. The apps are always there. And it's the same people that you've seen on the apps from, you know, 2019 or even four months ago. You know, it's the same exact yes. people. So that's the one silver lining is like, well... You know, it's just like a moment frozen in time and we're back to the same crop from August, you know? (laughs) Well, I think that from what I've heard in the past 72 hours, things are actually going quite well for you. Well, I think like I'm weirdly optimistic about 2022 dating overall. It's nice to have like a clean slate going into the new year, which last year I did not have. I was dating someone at New Year's last year who I was not crazy about and she was crazy about me. And I just like didn't feel the same way. And I felt very guilty about it. And then I ended things. And then that led me to an odyssey that dating our good friend Ponzi and then becoming friends with you and uh, becoming a semi-public figure in the dating round. I love it. I love it. So you are a single Pringle. And if the right person comes along, you're... Open. I You're mean, going to be open. I think my thing is I, I kind of just want to like be friends for at the beginning now with the person because I feel like I've definitely rushed into things twice this last year, physically and emotionally. Maybe I just want to like hang out and be friends and like do fun stuff together before and then and then I don't know, maybe it's like an old fashioned way of doing it. You know, I know that people get annoyed, like, oh, we haven't hooked up, we haven't done anything. And it's like that hasn't been working, right? Maybe it's okay yes. to just get to know each other. I think so. I mean, I was in a different scenario because I was looking for an FFN and now I moved in with my FFN. <laughs> but we'll see but what happens. It's kind of what happens, right? You, if you're looking for an FFN, you find a boyfriend, right? When and I, you predicted it. Yeah, I told you. And I said when I was not looking, I was in doing my like, you know, three, four girls a week dating uh, I met this person who previously was just like uh, the sibling of a friend and it was kind of unexpected. So the good thing is like it, it was completely out of the blue. 
So it's not like I, you know, was pining for a long time. It was more like an accident, and it was it was a happy accident. It was a lot of good memories that happened. And I like really will cherish that time. And one thing I will say that was really nice and cathartic was having a face to face breakup. For it was yes. it was like two hours, two and a half hours, and it was like very emotional, and there was like a lot of tears and hugs and stuff, and it was it was kind of nice looking back on it because I never got I was robbed of that experience early this year. You know, yes. when, I, when my you're because Ponzi just fled the country. fled the country, and I had to write an email to her because she ran away from me, which was terrible. So never underestimate a good a good face to face breakup. But what a year you've had, dude! Like seriously, from how it began to how it's going, you have been in a whirlwind of love. Like, how lucky are you? That's true. That you have had the opportunity to fall in love like this because most people don't get this. You're right. That's a great way of looking at it. But you know, but you know me, like we're the dead inside crew, right? It's you revert back Always. to like, I went from being dead inside to in love to dead inside to in love. And it's like, I'm back to being dead inside, right? It's like, we're, we're back. I mean, it was Venus retrograde and you're a Taurus and that's your ruling planet. So I felt like there was bound to be a shakeup and yours was. Didn't your astrologer single. say that I'm going to find love in like 2028 or something? <laughs> 2027. God, that's so far away. Which is not that far away because I mean, I don't think it's old because I'm 37. I now, have to do this for so four more years. That's we don't know. Exhausting. I think you take astrology with a grain of salt. It's for fun. I do it for fun. I don't live by astrology. I do it for fun. Having said that, I have moved in with my boyfriend. You are now single. I have learned in life the hard way. You have learned as well. Nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. You could meet like someone that is perfect for you mm-hmm. and it will not work out. You can move in with someone and it may not work out. You can get married to someone and it may not work out. So guess what? You have to take risks in life. And that is what this year has been. Me and you have taken so many risks and I'm proud of us. That's true. We have. And uh, I will say it's been nice to <laughs> go back on the dating apps and get matches with people purely who recognize me from the show. I even showed you a <laughs> screenshot of someone who's like, oh, I'm a big fan of yours. P.S. I don't think we're actually compatible, but you know, good luck. And I'm a fan. <laughs> I love that. I mean, you're one of my favorite people. And I think it's going to be an incredible year for you and for me. I'm working on, you know, building a stable home, stable home life, and my health, my actual health. What about you? Uh, I'm going to be work- focusing a little more on work stuff. You know, we're, I'm a, in a family business and um, finally have some capital to deploy. So I have some things that I'll be looking at out West. So while I'm out there, I'll also take some trips to Scottsdale to yes. see you, hopefully. Please do. And, uh, you know, just maybe maybe get some skiing done this winter since every, every everything's going to be in lockdown. I can't believe it. <laughs> I don't know how we're here again. What a waste of three years that's really how I feel. You know, for what you say, like what a waste of say two or three years. Given that you and I have actually had a very productive, I actually had a very unproductive 2019 dating wise beyond just going out with like a hundred girls. It's <laughs> right. It's not like I, you know, I formed any meaningful relationships that year, right? Beyond, I don't think I ever made it to a sixth date. Whereas since the pandemic, I've had like four legitimate relationships, three or four. I've lost track. Yeah. Four, four relationships. And that should speak to you about what an amazing person you are because everyone wants to date you. It's just 
who can actually make it work because you're so amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And most people don't meet your standards. I'm sorry. Well, that's, I think a couple, and I, mean, I put myself in that same category. A couple we of the ones who dated, like they wanted to make it work, but I just wasn't feeling the passion. And the ones that the passion and all was there, other stuff was missing. And they actually, they saw it, right? And they kind of, you know, the, the last girl I dated, again, to her credit, I think she knew that it wouldn't have worked long-term and she had done her best and I had done my best. And if if two people's best is not enough for each other, then it's not going to work, you know? They're not the one. Or maybe it's the wrong timing. You know, maybe you can, you can revisit it down the line when it's like, because what usually happens is like, you know, whether it's girls or guys, one minute you're like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm not interested. And then like a year or two later, you're just like, oh my God, I need to get married ASAP, right? Like people just, it it switches. The, 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 there's a flip. I have said this to my boyfriend and to you. If this were a year ago or two years ago, I would still be hashtag single because I just wasn't interested. Yeah. And then I guess the pandemic kind of sped things up and timelines. I know a lot of my friends even today in a chat, they were saying they've aged, you know, they went from being not quite middle-aged to like old age, you know? Exactly. And how was that time spent? I mean, I think ABP, always be productive. That's kind of the kind of people we are. We're all like movers and shakers, hustlers. But I will say maybe if it weren't for the pandemic, I would have never been in this relationship and Mm -hmm. whatever happens, however it unfolds, I'm happy, like you said, for the experiences and I'm trying my best. I would say the pandemic was the best thing that ever ever happened for my dating because people got a little more serious serious and, you know, they would try things out for longer. There was a lot of less, there was a lot less flaking. You know, if I look at myself from 2017 to 2019, I had maybe one relationship of like, three year of three months rather. Everything else was just, you know, three dates and out. And since since the pandemic, it's like been a lot more productive and fruitful. At least I can take away those wins. You yes. Know? ABW, always be winning, right? <laughs> I think there's an exciting year ahead for you. And for me, I'm done projecting like what's gonna happen this year because we, we saw what happened in 2020. That was a mess. And then 2021 was just like the year I was like very much open to love and looking for it. And I found it, but I didn't find that forever love. You know, I found uh, a lot of seasonal love. But you know (laughs) that you can feel that way. That's true. That's what I love about the experience, even though it didn't end well. You know that it's there. Like me, I never thought I'd find anyone ever again. And here we are. And so I think we've, made huge strides and for anyone out there that's listening that is maybe alone or you feel hopeless there are two people here that are dead inside because we will always be dead inside and we actually don't believe in marriage and expect and we expect the worst right we expect (laughs) the worst and we are positive people but it is out there and whether it's temporary or forever or long term the feeling is there you felt love. I am feeling I think, love. I think we can quote Alfred Lord Tennyson, "'Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all." Love. Thank you, Dits. Thank you. Always a pleasure. See you guys soon on the next pod in the next month. Dits will be back and we've got a special 
Boomer Pod. Oh, God. <laughs> That's going to be a wild one. In the meantime, take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.